I figured if I was going to die, I should do it podcasting. It doesn't seem like a good way to go. I mean, of all the ways to go, it's better than some. I always thought I was going to die being yelled at by some customer in a call center and just having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. So, so the fact that I'm I'm out of customer service and that's no longer like going to happen, I think that's really changed my outlook on life. I want to die um, in my sleep after we're done podcasting. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> on your couch. <laughs> At least that'll give me a couple weeks to find your replacement. Yeah. I'll yeah. just get one of my cats. They like to be on the podcast. Cats love podcasting. <laughs> but I'm still here this week. I'm still alive. For now. I'm kicking. So let's... Uh, We've, there's plenty of podcasts to go. Who knows what'll happen to us. Yeah, we're just at the beginning of uh, this journey. I could die at any point in the next five to six hours. <laughs> but hopefully it'll be in at about seven or eight when we're done. Yeah, after you've uh, fallen asleep on my couch while we're watching like a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie or something. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way I want to go out. Nice and peaceful. Carried away on a river of brown. <laughs> oh, you know, after, I guess it was last episode, we got asked about brown. <laughs> We're going to have to keep an eye on this over uh, this up ep- as we record this episode, the next episode and our next Patreon. Uh, keep a running brown count. Maybe. I don't know. I'm already. I mean, first off, you can't count a liquid. Unless we're doing it in the exact same increments, which we're not. No, we could do... We've counted liquids before. We counted that whole mile of piss that one time. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do a brown count. Okay, we'll do it in distance. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm well under a yard so far. I'm under a foot. You're like under like a big lady's foot that's going to step on you. and You're going to come when she steps on you. You know, I've never thought about that, but maybe. That could happen. I I mean, I've never had it happen to me, so who knows? It's like a giant toad just poking you in the belly and you're just <laughs> laughing like the Pillsbury Doughboy and just shooting rope. Oh, so she's not even like stepping on my dick or something. No, she's just stepping on you. She's huge. <laughs> so she's just stepping on my belly and it's just squirting out. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lot bigger than you. And you're like the size of this cup. And she's like, it's like a foot. This is going to be a good, a good day of brown. Yeah, it's already starting off so perfectly. And we had ourselves some stiff drinks to start out as we talk about stiff competition. Oh, yeah. Um, welcome to the Raincoat Report. Oh, yes. We are also the Raincoat Report. And this week we're talking about stiff competition again. Yep. And this week I'm boss. And this week, You're that's Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes. Oh, I'm both J- Boss and Jeremy? No, I'm me this time. We're not going to do that one anymore. Okay. We, we've we almost gone back to it a few times now. Yeah. It's easy to uh, it's easy to get into. I need to come up with some other identities <laughs> besides yours. We need to come up with more bits than the one. Yeah. We've got a couple. <laughs> I don't want to recount them because that's going to be a bit where we just keep recounting all the bits we have. Uh, let's talk... I got something Velcro stuck to me. I'm sorry, but uh, 
you know, that time of the year again, summertime, the living's easy. And, you know, there's America's pastimes going on, base, baseball. Oh, yeah, all the summer games. All the summer games are happening. It's the perfect time. We talked about before, we're not great sportsmen, but we can appreciate uh, the art. The art of the... Uh, of the game. The art of the game, yes. And what game is better than, of course, the summer tradition of a suck-off? Oh, yeah. A suck-off. suck-off. <laughs> I've already had so much brown flood my brain, I can't pronounce words like off. No, it's gone. You couldn't pronounce suck or off. Uh, that's <laughs> not what's important. What's important is... Summer suck off had me a blast. <laughs> um, but this film is, it's also a blast. It's a blast from 1984, a blast from the past. Yes, uh, directed by Paul Vitelli, who directed Sorority Sweethearts. Okay. Uh, this is a bit more of a, uh, a daring film. Mm-hmm. It's more ambitious. Yes, this is a very ambitious film. It's... It's going for the gold. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> I mean, you know, as we go along, we'll talk a little bit about it, but I, I sort of feel like the rules of the game are kind of hazy. <laughs> they're hazy. They're hazy, but I think they're better constructed and adhered to than, say, something like uh, Body Girls. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Like comparatively, of the pornographic sports films we've watched, I think this one might have the... Uh, the strongest uh, set of rules and uh, regulations. Was Paul Thomas an announcer in Body Girls? I do believe he was, yes. Okay. <laughs> He's a trained actor. If you need an announcer, why not get Paul Thomas? <laughs> I mean, yes, but I was just thinking because he also is an announcer in this one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah. He was a coach in physical attraction, too. So he, Yeah. <laughs> and he was a coach in summer camp girls. And he was some sort of racist Indian takeoff in Pretty Peaches too. That is really neither here nor there <laughs> in his long history of uh, playing sport sporting figures. But yeah, this one's got Paul Thomas uh, and by Paul Vitelli. We need to get back on track. Yeah, uh, this has quite a large cast of characters. In addition to the great Paul Thomas, uh, we have. Gina Carrera as Tammy the Tongue, our protagonist of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of her first adult films. Previously, she'd been in uh, Penelope Spheris's Suburbia. Okay. Yeah, Penelope Spheris, the great director of Little Rascals and Wayne's World 2. <laughs> uh, we also have Bridget Monet, who mm-hmm. was in Sorority Sweethearts and a couple other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin James is back. We've gotten so much Kevin James lately. Yeah, uh, he's really starting to grow on me. Uh, he is in a, a much gentler role in this film as uh, Jeff, although his his motives are a little hazy at times as well. Yeah. Um, we got Kitten Natividad. Yep, uh, Russ Meyer's girlfriend. Yes. Yes, uh, also a bit of a star in her own right as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty great. I like seeing her in this. Uh, I don't think we'd seen her in anything else adult, but I might have seen her in some of the Russ Meyer stuff. I feel like we saw a movie that she was 
I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. She, if she was in it, she... I have seen her in things for sure. Yeah, she's all over the place. Uh, John Leslie, of course, is Jake the Snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh... My favorite part is when he DDTs somebody later. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw a clip of him, I think, doing a uh, pile driver maybe to Sharon Mitchell. So that's that's pretty close, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Herschel Savage. Serial. Uh, as Wayne. Yes, as Wayne. Serial uh, accused. Uh, sex pest. Sex pest Ron Jeremy yeah. as uh, Don Head, mm-hmm. who is <laughs> one of the more charming characters in the film. <laughs> yeah. As bad a person as he is, he had, he had chops. And it's gotta you gotta give it a little bit to him, I guess, eventually. And uh several other great names. Oh, Cindy Summers as Cynthia Silkthroat. I think that's important. Yeah, she's one of the leads. That's uh pretty misogynistic of you to name all the managers, but only like one of the, the women. Well, I'm I'm getting there. Okay. Actually that was like the that's only it. other one. <laughs> that was I mean, uh, she was the only other, uh, like, yeah. key... Like, there's Patty Plenty as Patty Cakes. She has yeah. a fairly small role, but... Yeah. Uh, Bridget Monet is playing Linda Lone Star. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So From you, uh, the great state of Texas. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Christara Barrington shows up in a quick non-sex role. Yeah, there's a lot of little uh, blanking you'll miss it cameos from people. Uh, Bill Marigold... Is like in for like three seconds. Yeah, he's like a bookie or something. He's and, some uh, guy behind a desk. And not to spoil the ending too much, but it ends in a gigantic uh, eruptive uh, cum shot from Peter North. I think you spoiled the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Cut that out. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that spoils too much that there was a cum shot at the end of this porno. I think it, it might. Okay, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, Stiff Competition is, of course, about the suck-off and uh, America's greatest pastime. Suck-off? Just fucking in general, really. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so I'm full of brown. How are you? I'm doing great. I've been very, pretty slow on it. I feel like I haven't drank much, but I feel like I'm on planet meltdown already, so. God. Well, let's try to get through these next <laughs> couple hours. Uh, I'm going to guide boss about. All right. Well, we'll take a break, and uh, then we'll be back through the brown rivers to talk to you about stiff competition. The mouth managed to throw another one of her temper tantrums, and this other chick just stepped in and took over. Now Jeff is managing her. That sounds like trouble. That's all I need, goddammit. Now look, don't get bent out of shape, Snake. We haven't even seen this new girl yet. She's probably just another flash in the pan. Oh yeah? All I know is no one's gonna get in our way of winning that suck-off. And I'm gonna do anything I have to do for us to collect that 50000 Just don't forget that I haven't decided to enter yet. What kind of talk is that? What are you, crazy? Listen, when you're done with your training, you'll be back in your old form. It'll be a breed. You're so sexy when you get angry. Oh, yeah, you like that, huh? Jeremy, do you like your competition stiff? No. 
I don't like competition. <laughs> Just in general. Oh. Well, we'll see how that plays into the review at the end, folks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's mystifying to me. All this living in competition. All I want is to have my peace of mind. <laughs> you know? Really relate to Boston, mostly. I get a lot of my life philosophy from 70s, like, prog rock records and stuff. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, those were the more, some more, there was a more thoughtful time, I yes. believe. Lots more cocaine. Yeah, definitely. More cocaine, more, uh... More brown, probably. You could probably, in the early 70s, you could just walk around and wear a cape. <laughs> and carry a keyboard, and no one would really say anything to you. I guess that's true, yeah. If you tried it now, so many people would be mad. People would be following you, recording you on their cell phones. Yeah, you know, they're like, why you got a cape? Where are you going with that keyboard? And call in some pigs. Yeah, they're going to call the cops on you just for trying to <laughs> play play yes in the park. <laughs> they don't want you to have fun anymore. <laughs> so that's why I don't like competition <laughs> in the in, at the end of Agasab. Uh, I guess that's really what I got to say. This podcast is going great. Yeah. <laughs> so Stiff Competition opens with some title cards saying Stiff Competition actually scrolling across the screen. And it's going to be tough for you to get a screenshot of that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Okay. I'm going to get like three screenshots that we can stitch together or yeah, something. I'm going to, yeah. You have to scroll through on Instagram to see it. And you're like, oh, wow, it's like I'm watching a movie. It's coming to life before my eyes. Do it at 24 frames a second, too. So it's just like a uh, like 48 screenshot <laughs> gallery. <laughs> I don't think I can put all those up. So let's get past the title screen. We get a shot of San Francisco with San Francisco on the screen. We see a car driving down a street. In the back are uh, a man and a woman. One of them is uh, George, and uh, the other is uh, who would become known as Tammy the Tongue. <laughs> I think at this point she's just a Tammy. She's just a Tammy, not quite the Tongue yet. No, she hasn't thrown her hat in the ring. <laughs> So he's taking her to a place with some unsightly characters. Uh, they show up and get stopped on the way in by a guy with a knife who demands $20 from them. Uh, I'm not sure if he was just the guy taking money or if he's robbing them. It seems kind of on the fence. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty unsavory. You probably got to enforce payment somehow. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We see them walk into a place where there's a, a large crowd. It's here we see Kevin James, who is uh, taking bets in the crowd. This is Jeff. It's at this point that Tammy realizes that this is a cocksucking contest. George notably doesn't place a bet because he's purely into it for the sport. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's the love of the game. That's what they all talk about. So Jeff says go. And a uh, female competitor gets down on her knees and starts blowing a guy. So uh, Jeff continues to 
keep the time as the woman is working that cock. She sucks away, focusing on the head and stroking the shaft. Jeff says, I'm warning you, Mouth. And uh, she says, fuck you, Jeff, and takes off. He tries to stop her on the way out. I don't understand what was happening here. Uh, just some sort of uh, disagreement between, you know, the talent and the uh, management. It's a common workplace incident. It happens thousands of times a day in America because of our lack of strong unions and workers' rights. So, Susan Hart plays the mouth and is uncredited. <laughs> yes, it's Susan Hart. Uh, but she was given a nice blowjob there. But uh, it comes to an abrupt end. Tammy is talking to George, and she's saying that, you know, she wasn't doing that great of a job, and he asks if she can do better, and she thinks she can. She tracks down Jeff and offers to help. The crowd is a bit upset as they place their bets on another woman, but now Tammy gets a try at all of this. Trying to uh, suck this guy off. Yeah. It is a bit uh, perhaps unfair to uh, bring like a, like a switch hitter in. Yeah, I think that as we're looking at this from the competitive standpoint, we have to really look into the ethics of something like this. Yeah, it's the first one, ethical lapse but it will not be the last, I think. No, no, it won't be. But the game, uh, I think it's about, it's a lot about, you know, there's a lot of dirty dealing. There and, is uh, a lot of dirty dealing. Yeah, I think we'll, as we'll see. As we will see. As the crowd watches on, she starts blowing this guy, uh, focusing on the head and stroking the shaft. We see the mouth sneak back in and is watching Tammy as she's finishing her job. The guy finishes off on Tammy's neck and chest as she's stroking him. Jeff excitedly yells, We did it! (laughs) Jeff offers Tammy dinner as George looks on and then just kind of walks away. And we don't see much of him (laughs) from here on out. No, his part in this is done. Jeff thanks Tammy for saving his ass. And then we cut to New York City. We see Cynthia giving a blowjob, but she gets a call from the mouth, who is upset that Tammy took over for her. Cynthia wants the mouth to keep an eye on Tammy and Jeff. She says she doesn't want anything to spoil her big return. So Cynthia hangs up, and Jake, Jake the Snake, Mm -hmm. uh, John Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Uh, He asks Cynthia what's up, and Cynthia explains that there's this new girl, and everybody seems to be talking about her, but they haven't seen her yet. Jake is upset and says they have to win the $50,000 from this suck-off. Yeah, it's it's quite a prize. It is, especially when you think about inflation. Yeah, when you consider inflation, that's just so much money. Uh, I'm not going to get my calculator out and do it, but I'm going to guess... 36 million. Probably something like that. It's a that's a lot of money riding on those lips, you know. <laughs> um, so I can understand why there is stiff competition, even though I personally find it um, against my principles. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's pretty good money. You could retire off one blowjob. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, well a series of blowjobs. It's a se- it's like a it's a pretty minor competition, but yeah. It's it, minor but stiff. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it's a small but like dedicated bunch who perform professional blowjobs. At first it seems to be like an underground kind of thing. Right. But it quickly swells to be like something that's incredibly popular. It yes, seems like on national television perhaps. Yeah. Um I think you know, it's probably like how you start out like an MMA, you're just fighting some guys in like a basement or something at first. Right. But eventually you get to fight people in um like a warehouse and then eventually maybe like a little stadium. Yeah. You know? Uh like at first you're not doing it like kind of like legally. I <laughs> right. guess. Like no one's getting checked for hepatitis or anything before the blowing or anything like that. Uh, they take better precautions, I think, in the major leagues. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, but a lot of people, I think, probably get their start in the underground. That's true. Yeah, it's like, who knows what dangers they may come across? You know, it's a lot. It's a lot like wrestling. You know, I would say that's uh, that's pretty <laughs> fair, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. They start out in the indies, and eventually, you got to pay forty five ninety nine to see them wrestle. And hopefully along the way, they don't get hepatitis. They probably are, though. They're always hitting each other with stuff that's bloody and sharp and rusty. Jake the Snake Slobberts. (laughs) Cynthia tells Jake that she hasn't even said that she's doing the suck-off for sure. She tells Jake to sit down and starts to comfort him, telling him he's going to fuck her. He offers to look at her and jerk off, but uh, she says no. So he mounts her missionary and starts to fuck her. After a bit, they uh, switch to doggy position, and Jake starts to fuck her from behind. There's a lot of dirty talk in this as well. Yes, there is. Throughout the film. But uh, John Leslie is, I think, maybe one of the better dirty talkers in the business. Yeah, and, he's pretty uh, good. And that kind of also follows from Paul Vitelli's other film we've seen, Sorority Sweethearts. There was a lot of dirty talk in most of those sex scenes as well. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like true. kind of like a stylistic uh, choice on his part. He's like, you really got to give it to him dirty. You got to just say whatever comes to mind, even if it's about horses and you're wrong. And you're like, <laughs> you're a stallion. You're a stallion. No, I'm a stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, some real good stuff. (laughs) After a bit, they roll onto their sides and Jake continues to fuck Cynthia from behind as he's spooning her and playing with her clit. Midway through, she says, I'm Cynthia Silkthroat. I can suck your cock better than you've ever been fucked before. I think she says fucked before. Maybe she can suck better than most people can fuck. That's what I thought. It might have been sucked before. But I like fucked before. Yeah. Uh, was it? In Su- I choose to believe. Super Horneo Brothers. Uh, the one girl could suck your dick until your skull caved in. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. That's stiff competition right there. That is there. stiff competition. <laughs> you got to bring her back. I don't want to watch that sequel. <laughs> we don't have to worry about it this week, at least. Thank God. Cynthia tells him to show her his cum, and he pulls out and she strokes him to finish on her pubes. They make out, and uh, Jake is very sweaty. 
we cut to a club and there's a guy with a guitar who leaves the stage. Um, Jeff is then talking to Tammy at a table. He explains that this is the Super Bowl of suck-offs. Yeah. There's a $50,000 prize. That's such a good line. <laughs> She's impressed with this and he offers to be her manager. Uh, so that she can take all the credit and glory, and he'll take care of the hard stuff. He explains that he's worried about Silky, who he explains is Cynthia Silkthroat. She's retired, but she may be mounting a comeback. Tammy explains that $50,000 is great, but she's not doing it for the money. She's doing it for the fun. Mm, Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, I think. Well, I think this supports the idea of how a, a positive uh, worldview can help you succeed, which is a nice message to give, even if it's not true. Yeah, it's a message we all need in these dark days. It's a comforting message. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be all about competition. It's just for the fun. Yeah. Jeff responds, hey, baby, whatever turns you on. <laughs> <laughs> He then offers to show her his, and I couldn't make this out, but I think he said yellow belly blowfish? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) So then we cut to them in the bedroom, and Tammy slowly undresses in front of a fish tank. Jeff watches and comments like a creep while this is going on. I don't think a man could ask for a more attractive partner, business or otherwise. Tammy approaches the bed Jeff's laying on and plants one leg up on the bed while Jeff leans in and starts to go down on her. After a moment, she says, That was the appetizer. Now's the main course. We cut to Tammy blowing Jeff, who's now laying on the bed naked. She sucks him for a minute and then gets on top of him where Jeff starts to fuck her from below. We cut to Jeff fucking her doggy style, uh, planting both of his feet up on the bed to get leverage. She says that she wants his cum, and so he stands up on the bed, and Tammy starts to suck his cock again. He finally finishes with Tammy stroking his cock with her hands as he comes on her face. Yeah, real solid facial and a pretty solid sex scene all around. Some nice lighting, some good positions, some uh, wonderful dirty talk, like, I want to suck your cum. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Good good erotic stuff tammy says partners and jeff says more than partners (laughs) yeah they're together now they're a couple we cut to tammy reading the funnies and laughing out loud (laughs) (laughs) i think that like there's a lot of stuff in any kind of movie but especially low budget movies and porn movies where people are trying to depict doing normal things but it's in it's in the uncanny valley of yeah. it being close to human uh activity but not quite getting it you never just busted a gut at the wizard vid <laughs> blondie <laughs> beetle bailey nothing remember sex in the comics yeah i try not to but i do <laughs> yeah this is better than that this is definitely better than that, but I uh, loved uh, Tammy laughing out loud at the funnies. Yeah, she probably read a really funny Marmaduke. <laughs> the dog's always getting into some kind of trouble. He's the uh, joke is he, he's too he's too big, but he just wants to do like 
normal dog stuff, but he'll do like people stuff. He'll and the 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 butcher's always mad at him because he comes in and I think he just takes all the bones. I don't know. He's too large to stop. Is I think the other part of it, <laughs> right? So it's he's kind of, kind of a neighborhood bully. Yeah, he. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a horror comedy sort of thing, <laughs> where like it's funny, but it's not funny because they're all afraid of him because he's such a big dog. <laughs> it's really the story of a community that's been uh, oppressed and crushed by yeah. the giant dog that runs amok in town. Yeah. His name's Marmaduke. <laughs> um, see, you're laughing, so I don't see what's so far-fetched about. Once you know like everything about Marmaduke and why it's funny, it's hard. You can't not laugh. So I, it, Tammy's probably pretty tapped in. You know, I'm thinking about it, and I feel like with all of the edgy reboots going on, we've mm. got the Marmaduke one on lockdown. We do. They made that one, though. Um, with Owen Wilson, I think he was Marmaduke. Oh, was he like CG? Was yeah, was yeah. it all CG or just the dog was CG? Just the dog was CG. And okay, William H Macy was there. <laughs> uh, okay. I went and saw it with my brother in the theater because we were like, "This must be. This will probably be bad," and it was. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's Marmaduke. Uh. But let's get back to what is this physical attraction? Yes. Okay. Physical attraction too. Oh God. <laughs> Jeff approaches the Tammy, who now in my head is laughing like a lunatic in the scene, even though I think it was not a big laugh. She's had a little chuckle. You really completed it. She is roaring in laughter here when <laughs> Jeff approaches and kisses her. He says. You know, we'll have to get you in shape for the big suck-off. We can make some money in the process. (laughs) He wants to take her to swingers clubs and have her practice and make some money there. Yeah. So he he is pimping her out at this point. Yeah, that's part of it for sure. (laughs) Um, I don't know that he's supposed to be doing that. I mean, I guess if she's consenting to it, it's fine, but it's really on the fence. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand why this sport needs managers that are basically pimps. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I don't... (laughs) Thinking about it, I don't think that he really did much other than get a bunch of blowjobs in this movie. I mean, that's what she's training for, so... So he just got a percentage of her pay and got his dick sucked a bunch. Yeah, and he got paid... Probably buy a bunch of swingers to get their dick sucked by this girl, too. He's just raking in a lot of cash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't explore that very much, but it's all in the subtext. Yes, it is. There is a sequel. Oh, is there? Uh, I think it was made like 10 years later or something, so it's, you know. Probably great. <laughs> probably a tenuous connection. <laughs> we'll have to check it out at some point. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But then we get our Tammy training montage, and it's pretty great. She asks why she can't just practice on him. So she does kind of question this decision. But he notes that one man can only do so much. That's fair. And that is when they come up with her name, Tammy the Tongue. Yeah. She's got to have a gimmick. Everybody does. I get it. Uh, the other gimmicks are fun. The, uh, everyone's got a gimmick. But yes, yeah, so this is when the montage begins of her sucking cock. 
The chef had Cristara Barrington as like an Ultimo Dragon type who spits <laughs> poison. Oh, you're right. He really fucked up. It wasn't that like it wasn't that you know wasn't that era of wrestling just yet. Right. We were, I think, firmly in the grip of Hulkamania in like 1984, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could talk about how, uh, like, the Tiger Mask was wrestling, and mm-hmm. I think Jushin Liger was getting started about now, but that was not something that was known in America. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, it was just maybe in the sequel. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, yeah, we see Jeff pointing at dick drawings on a whiteboard. Oh, yeah, those are uh, the diagram. you got to focus on the head. Yes, remember the head, and you'll be a winner. We see her with several guys in multiple configurations with some sex in the background. There's a newspaper headline from the Daily Press. It says, Unknown sensation, tongue's way to top. Yeah, I was wondering what newspaper this was. I did pause it and look, uh, and <laughs> because this this was Vinegar Syndrome's first new adult release that was a 4K disc, mm-hmm. so uh, I got up on the TV and and was able to read like the newspaper copy under the headline. Excellent. And it's definitely just some placeholder bullshit. That's some lorem ipsum shit. Like, it was probably stolen from a newspaper somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love it. I love the spinning newspaper gag. I love <laughs> that we're in a world where this blowjob competition is the top headline. Right. It's beautiful. Uh, this movie, in a little bit of the way it kind of treats sex, reminds me a bit of uh, Matinee Idol. And where this kind of stuff is just sort of open and accepted and part of mainstream society in a way. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like when the porno building, uh, it's when you build a world in porn, is porno building. Yeah. I like When it. you build your porno zones. Yeah. The porno zoning of America. Oh, they're trying to de-porn our zones. Okay. I don't want to think, <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. We hear Jeff during this montage say, let your tongue do the work. Yeah. Uh, this scene also reminds me just to keep, Throwing back of the training montages and uh, opening the Misty Beethoven. Yes, yes. Yeah, pretty similar stuff. I'm probably might have been a direct inspiration for this. Yeah, I could I, see that yeah. for sure. Um, if it is, it's a good tribute. If it's not, Paul Vitelli is a dirty thief. <laughs> <laughs> Truth perhaps lies somewhere in between. We see another newspaper. It says Tammy the Tongue wins again. We see her working a group of like five guys. Uh, lots of close-ups in this montage of Jeff's mouth, like filling the screen, yeah. and with his like sharp mouth, sharp mouthful, straight, perfect teeth. Uh, <laughs> we see a headline from the L.A. Star: "The tongue is terrific." We see Jake reading the headline and wadding up the paper and throwing it away. Cynthia grabs the phone and calls Don Head in Vegas. Don Head is Ron Jeremy's character, mm-hmm. and uh, he's White Don King. I wondered if his afro had been a bit more teased out, if that's what was going on with that. I assume that's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's White Don King, and he's, he's pretty terrific. I really like him in this role. He's uh, He's very funny. I think, given uh, when you give him the right material. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think he's one of those people that's a solid actor, and it's a kind of a bummer. He's also a piece of shit. Yeah, especially since he was like the porno guy that would show up in low budget horror movies for a long time. Yeah. You know, and it it was, like, fun having the porno guy that showed up in places, even if, you know, he was kind of a joke at that point. Right, but But now you can't even even laugh at that. Yeah, it's got a stink on it, a bikini car wash. Yeah. Bikini bikini bed race. Yeah, it was the bikini bed race. I don't know if that's what it's called. Beach bikini bed race. Yeah. Something about a bed race. They were racing beds. It was a pretty good movie. It was. It was almost two hours long for some reason, but it was pretty good. (laughs) I forgot about how long it was. Let's focus on this movie because it's just no normal length now. I think this podcast is going to be extra length. (laughs) It's fine. This brown is really touching my head. (laughs) So, uh, they confirm that the big suck-off is still on the 13th. Of note, there's a desk calendar that shows January 8th. So, uh, this, in fact, may be taking place in the cold of winter. Oh, no. Well, it's California. That's true. Yeah. So, it's fine. It's just the probably like a temperate time. I've never... They don't let me go out that far west. Yeah. Because of... Uh, we're not allowed on the other side of the Mississippi. Yeah, we've been banned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a sign in the background of his office that says "Buttfuck Computer Systems," and there's a bunch of lines of text under that, but like there's missing letters and words, and I couldn't really make out what it was supposed to say. Still, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Cynthia says that he can count her in, and says that she wants to go out with a bang. Don notes that, so far, only Linda Lone Star and Tammy the Tongue have qualified. Jake and Cynthia kiss uh, after they've hung up. Um, Don says, little rural Annie wasn't such stiff competition anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know they're calling out little rural Annie. Yeah, well, they should. Because um, you shouldn't make a little... You should, she's just a child. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I don't know. Any more brown. (laughs) He then looks down at a woman who's blowing him. He says, oh, my little sub, I've been neglecting you. We see an establishing shot for Beaver Creek, Texas, where Linda Lone Star is working out. Then her boyfriend or husband or whatever, Buck, shows up. Talks about how he's prepared and hired a car for her, but she wants a limo. They're going to get $50,000 after all. She seems very confident. I mean, that's how you win, right? Uh, I guess. It's part of it. I don't know if you want to start spending money before you've won it, though. Mm, no, they always say you should count your chickens before they hatch. That way you know how many chickens you're going to have. And you should also like pre-sell them to other people. <laughs> Buck talks about how they could do a lot with $50,000, but mentions that now it's time for some real working out. So Linda takes her top off. We then immediately cut to Linda blowing Buck. He says, oh, that's real good, darling. <laughs> uh, who's Buck again? Buck is David Cannon. Yeah, who I don't think we've seen very much of. I don't think so. She holds his balls as she's sucking him, so good technique here. Mm-hmm. 
you can tell that she has a love for the game. Yeah, that you know, she didn't get in it just for the money. I don't think any of them did, and I think that's what's important to remember. They're doing it for love of the game. The love of the game. After a bit, Buck tells the her... The rapper? <laughs> yes. He was in G-Unit. And I think they split from 50 Cent, and then 50 Cent made a movie about a crystal skull. <laughs> I believe. Or a game. Maybe it was a game. There was definitely a 50 Cent game or two. Yeah, I think like one's like 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, and I think you yes. go to like the Middle East and you get a crystal skull. <laughs> that sounds right. I'm sorry. I don't know anything about the game. I found one of his CDs once when I was on a walk. Someone, I guess, had thrown it out of their car, and it was just laying on the sidewalk. Did you pick it up? Uh, Yeah, but it was really scratched, so I put it back down. Okay. <laughs> Usually if I find a blank CD or something on the ground, I'll take it home. I gotta. I want to know what those people out there are listening to. You're just going to get a virus. That's fine. <laughs> like from picking it up? Yes, yes. It. <laughs> yes, who knows who, whose blood's been on it. Yeah. After a bit, Buck tells Linda to stop and says, that's all they should train for that for now. He then has her lean back on the weight bench and starts to go down on her. He says, Mmm, that tastes better than Mama's home cooking. <laughs> he fingers her and tongues her clit for a bit. After a bit, she gets up and leans over the weight bar and Buck starts to fuck Linda doggy style on the uh, bench. The weight bench. <laughs> Buck, Buck then says, You know what? I'm going to stick my cock right in your butt. She says, Buck, you bad boy. And then he starts to fuck her doggy anally. Yeah. <laughs> greasy, deep south anal. I think this was actually maybe illegal in Texas at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that there weren't uh, legal proceedings. They should, they're gonna, there were riots <laughs> when they screened this in uh, Dallas. <laughs> We get some close-up uh, anal penetration shots from behind. He says, oh, that's tight. <laughs> he finally pulls out and comes on her ass. We cut to a place where Jeff and Tammy walk in. There's some uh, sex activity around the room. Somebody yells, hey, it's Tammy the Tongue. People want to get her autograph and stuff. Cynthia and Jake show up and are informed that Tammy the Tongue is there. Then Wayne introduces himself, and Wayne is Herschel Savage. He introduces Patty Cakes, who is uh, the entrant that he is managing. Yeah. He seems to think that she's better than Tammy and uh, places a bet about it, which Jeff then takes. So Jake and Cynthia watch Tammy, and we see Patty and Tammy side by side. It's explained that the first to make their guy come wins. I think in this kind of competition, they should have to swap partners. I feel like that, like that's the big problem is uh, the stamina of various men yeah. versus one another could make yeah. all the difference in the world unless there was a scientific way yeah. to measure their sexual response and uh, keep people within the same range. But even then, day to day, I could come in different amounts of time yeah it all depends you know like 
how, how, how horned up I've been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, like, earlier in the film, when they first swap the mouth out for Tammy, someone says, what's the difference? And um, it makes all the difference in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially in, uh, in oral sex. Everyone's technique is very different. Yes, I think like, that... When you're, when, when, you, when you're pounding when you're pounding away, you it's mostly your technique, a lot of it. Like, you know, there's a, a mutual exchange of uh, friction, but... A lot of it, I think, comes down to your personal stroke game yes. in that sense. I mean, um, it's it's whoever's generating the momentum at a particular time. Yeah, that's true. And but usually in, like, missionary sex, yeah, it would be mostly the guy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I think it matters, is what yeah. I'm saying. And uh, I'm glad that the BJ commissioner comes in soon and breaks all this up. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is unsanctioned, and uh, I think he understands that better than anyone. So, Tammy is blowing Jeff, and Patty is blowing Wayne. Jake notes she's not bad, and then clarifies, well, she's she's pretty good. Some guy comes in and stops them. It's a blowjob commissioner. It's a pleasure party, not a business party. Take your business elsewhere. I told you, he's like, he's there to keep it all in line. I want to know more about this guy and his day-to-day. <laughs> like he's at the party, and he's there with his red flags and his yellow flags and his whistle. It's quite something. He's quite something. There's um, an unsung hero, the man who keeps the rules of the, the great American suck-off. We see Jake leave with Cynthia. We should have a statue for him. <laughs> We take down all these statues of Confederate generals and put up statues of uh, more or less anonymous bureaucrats who uh, know how to keep business and pleasure separate. <laughs> keep our sport pure. I like also the idea that this would be coming from a random porno film <laughs> from the 80s. Yeah, we're rebuilding our society based, you know, just based on the best traditions. of the past. Yeah. We want to make America great again. Yeah, like it was in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> what a fitting year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So Jake and Cynthia leave, and uh, Jake says they'll keep an eye on them. Beckett Jess, a reporter from Swedish Erotica magazine, is coming to see Tammy. Jeff asks if she can handle it, and he's on his way out. They tongue-kiss goodbye. Then we cut to later, where a woman is taking photos of Tammy in lingerie and partially dressed. Yeah, it's Kitten Natividad. Yes. Does she have a name in this? Oh yeah, she's Kitten. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So Kitten asks her to change into something else, and she's asking some interview questions as Tammy's dressing. She asks if Tammy is straight, gay, bi, or what. And Tammy says technically she's straight because she's never done it with a woman, but she hasn't had the opportunity. Kitten asks if she needs any help and approaches her and starts to caress Tammy's skin. We then see them laying down on the couch, caressing and kissing, and Kitten starts to go down on Tammy. 
She then spends quite a bit of time rubbing her nipple against Tammy's vagina, grinding it against it. She inserts it. It's way up in there. Tammy seems to really get off on it, that's for sure. We cut to Don Head's office. Wayne and Patty show up and congratulate Don on the competition. Wayne says that he thinks that because Don had a personal appearance contract with Cynthia Silkthroat, he thinks that Cynthia might be a ringer in the competition. Essentially, Wayne is asserting that Don is going to cheat and make Cynthia win regardless of what happens. Yeah, so Wayne is going to circumvent that with his own cheating. Right. Wayne offers Don $5,000 if Patty gets into the finals and, as he says, does real well. Don says maybe they can discuss this tomorrow, but Wayne tells Patty to help tell Don, and she leans over his desk. Wayne says he knows Don has alimony he needs to play, and Patty says that she really wants to win. Don says she might win anyway. He then tells them that he could get in trouble just for having them in his office. Patty then starts to rub Don's crotch for a bit. Wayne asks if they have a deal, and Don says they can talk business later as Patty unzips his pants. We cut to Patty blowing Don as Wayne is fucking her doggy style. Wayne is real sweaty in this scene. I think the lights were probably pretty harsh in a lot of this film. because I could imagine. It's pretty well lit, so I can imagine, yeah, there's a lot of physical activity and strain and those hot lights. Oh, yeah. Sweat's just, uh, it's a flowing, like a river of brown. (laughs) Wayne says, hey, Don, why don't you check out this end? Don says, don't mind if I do. So they switch spots and continue to go at her. Don says, why do they call her Patty Cakes? Wayne says, because she likes her cakes filled with cream. Don fingers her ass with one and then two fingers. Yeah, he takes the finger and then licks the butt finger and then puts it <laughs> both fingers in. Then he puts his cock in her ass and starts to fuck her. Wayne says, she's gonna win, right, Don? <laughs> Don sort of mumbles. He then pulls out and comes on her ass as Wayne comes on her face. Uh, there is a wide shot with both of them coming at the same time, so... It's professional work there. It's pretty good, yeah. Well, very solid. We cut to the orgy house, I guess. The swinger club. What is what is this place that people are having sex at? I believe it's a swingers club that they are uh, chilling out at. Jake and Cynthia show up and uh, peek at Jeff and Tammy making out on the couch. Jake tells Cynthia to go occupy Jeff and says that he has an idea on how to fuck up the competition. So Jake approaches Tammy and says that he's one of her biggest fans and introduces himself. Meanwhile, Cynthia approaches Jeff. They exchange banter and Cynthia asks if he has a minute to talk. Cut to Jake talking to Tammy. She excuses herself and finds Jeff making out with Cynthia. She storms away and asks Jake to take her home. Cut to Tammy at home pouring a drink for herself and Jake. Jake says that he could see to it that Tammy wins, but 
If uh, he scratches her back, she can scratch his. He mentions that he manages Cynthia's silk throat and says if she and him had a good time tonight, he could see to it that she wins. He asks to get a good look at her body first and has her slowly reveal her tits. He leans in and sucks on her nipples. He says he's going to jerk off to her. So I appreciate that there's some uh, continuity to this character. Yeah, he's obsessed with like jerking off on people or on their skirts or, you know, that's he doesn't like to fuck. He likes to, just likes to jack it. He likes to be under his own control. Well, you know, I appreciate that he knows what he wants. Yeah. It's called Jake the Snake because his dick skin is constantly shedding. (laughs) (laughs) Jake has his cock out stroking and uh, Tammy leans back and he fingers her a bit as he's stroking. He says that he bets that she wants his cock inside her, but he says not now. He keeps playing with her and himself, and then he has her put her mouth on his cock for just a moment. She then says that she wants to suck it more, and then does it for another moment. Jake says that he likes to tease himself, and she says that he's teasing her too. He says that he could put it in her just a second. Just a little bit. Just the head. Yeah, classic just the tip maneuver. And he kind (laughs) of does for a little bit. He pushes into her and fucks her shallowly as she's tweaking her nipples. He stops after a moment saying that's all. He then tells her to stick her ass up and bring it closer to him. He then says what he'd love to do is come all over her skirt. (laughs) So she scoots back to him and uh, they grind against each other. She says that she wants him to put it in and fuck her. He says maybe another time as he strokes with his cock pressed against her skirt and he finally comes on her skirt. He says maybe he can fuck her next time after she wins. He has her lick the cum off of his fingers though. We see Jeff ascending some stairs and he looks into the room and sees Jake and Tammy together. She's sitting on the couch, so I assume that the couch has cum smeared into it now, because she is wearing the same skirt. Mm-hmm. Jeff asks Tammy what just happened, and she says not to talk to her. Jeff says that he can explain what happened earlier, and says that Cynthia was just using him, and in reality, he loves Tammy. She asks him to promise, and he says they need to make up and go to bed, and she agrees. We cut to some establishing shots for the 4th Annual World Championship Suck-Off. Hell yeah. We see in this uh, scene Bill Marigold answering the phones as a bookie. Mm -hmm. And then he's gone. We see Paul Thomas as the commentator. I guess he's doing kind of like a Robin Leach sort of accent. Maybe, yeah. Maybe some sports announcer that I don't really know anymore but he's definitely he's putting on a show here yeah he is there also seem to be italian and spanish announcers here as well there might be like a there's an asian guy as well he might be like a japanese announcer but uh it's a nice touch so tammy the tongue makes her first entrance here dressed in patriotic red white and blue next up is linda lone star with her two guns (laughs) And assless chaps. Yes, her assless chaps, of course. Uh, Tammy's ring girls, uh, 
We're just wearing uh, Rolling Stones shirts. Yes, they are. <laughs> just the classic Lips logo. Uh, I wonder if they got paid. I'm going to guess no. All right. Linda says, you better be out of town by sundown, girl, and then shoots her fake gun at her. <laughs> we see some old women watching this happen on TV. Yeah, they're. Um, I think they ordered a pay-per-view. What a wonderful world. Yeah, because she talks about how they wouldn't be able to afford this kind of smut if it uh, weren't for her social security check. <laughs> so, uh, God bless the, so- the social safety net. <laughs> yeah, each corner has uh, two women and one man in their corner. One of the old ladies watching at home says, This is cable TV supposed to be hardcore. If it's hardcore, where are the hard cocks? Of course, it doesn't take long because two men enter in their banana hammocks. Yeah, it's Tweedle Dick and Tweedle something. <laughs> I don't remember what the other one is. It's not very. They didn't have super memorable names. One of them is played by Tom Byron. That's okay, all, that's all I know. The bell rings and the women rush to the center of the ring, pull out the cocks, and begin to suck. Paul Thomas, the announcer, says. Tammy the Tongue has literally swallowed the nation's imagination. <laughs> he also says something about a devious dong. So yeah, he's, he's, he's got some great color commentary. He said something about Linda Lone Star being the ice cream queen in Texas. Yeah. Uh, but Love ice cream. unfortunately, Linda Lone Star is not getting her guy hard that she's trying to blow. Buck notices this and rushes in and pulls out his cock. Jeff yells from outside the ring, that's a foul. Yeah, they definitely need to disqualify her, I think. The old ladies watching at home are flicking their tongues. (laughs) Buck comes on Linda's face and chest and jumps up cheering, but the crowd is full of boos from people who know the damn rules. Yeah, things. this is the major league. This is the world championship. It's not your fly-by-night... Swingers club. Yeah, your fly-by-night swingers club or your... Your well, your warehouse, uh, circle jerks. I mean, they flew in Cynthia Silkthroat from New York. Yeah, from New York. It's a fifty thousand dollar prize. We've established before that that's probably a lot more now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad they're enforcing the rules. This is the it's structured competition. Something I can, I think, I can stand. Right. Tammy's disappointed though, saying she had no chance. Jeff says he's sure the judges will call this a foul. Don Head returns to the ring and announces that Linda Lone Star is disqualified and Tammy the Tongue is the winner. Buck starts to yell at Linda and asks how they're going to pay for that limousine now. How much do you think that limousine was and did they take it from Texas? Uh, I think so. God, Texas is so fucking big. Yeah. Like... You can drive from, like, Dallas to, like, Austin, and it's, like, six hours. That is so big. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're too much state. <laughs> so, and I, I imagine I'm on a, on a highway, you think a limo's getting a good mileage? I don't think so. Probably not, no. The, they've racked up quite a hefty bill for her to <laughs> fucking flame out in the first round. I don't know why he thought he would be able to get away with that either. I don't know, especially with uh, with this leadership who really uh, came and took control of the situation and did the right thing. Yeah. God bless the blowjob commissioner. 
The announcer notes that that was a courageous call by Don Head, who he describes as one of the few courageous men in the business. <laughs> we then see Wayne show up with Patty Cakes. Uh, it's noted that her he- her neck extension is beyond belief. Yeah, they call her the... Where's she from? They call her the Georgia Giraffe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And her opponent, the Black Princess Cynthia Silkthroat. She yeah. shows up in like a black leather jacket and under that is in a red corset. Yeah, she's got her full S&M gear on. She's really committed to her gimmick. You could appreciate. Yeah. It's lovely. So they begin the sucking, and the announcer talks about the girl's technique. Wayne is very impressed with Patty's technique. We see Tammy in the alley pouting. Jeff shows up very optimistic. Tammy says she's not going to go back out there. She's just not good enough. Jeff tells her she won. She says she can't go back out there. Back in the ring, Cynthia wins her matchup against Patty Cakes. Wayne is crushed. The old lady at home says, That silk throat is really good, but that Tammy the Tongue, she's my favorite. She reminds me of me in my youth. Mm, yeah. We cut back to the alley, and Tammy says that she can't and won't go back out. Jeff says, All those hours? All that training? Back inside the crowd is chanting Tammy as Cynthia's in the corner of the ring waiting. We cut to a bar audience watching uh, on the TV and they're chanting for Tammy too. Jeff says he thinks Tammy is throwing it for Jake the Snake. She asked how he could say that and he asked what her percentage is. 20%? 30%? She could do better. She says he made her feel like she was the best and damn it She's going to go prove it now. I don't understand this scene at all. No, it seems like something might be missing. Right. Uh, or like... Like the end of their discussion? The end of their discussion or any kind of uh, setup. Like she slept, like she banged Jake, but there like wasn't like a setup where she was going to like take a dive in there. Right, right. So he's off base, it seems like. And there's no real dis- discussion of that, but it is a classic, uh, I think, sports film kind of uh, thing where, you know, you, you got to get that final pep talk in before you, you go on to uh, become a champion. Yeah, I just think this one was missing a couple of lines. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, most certainly. It's a little baffling, <laughs> but at the end result, you know, she goes back out there and she finishes the suck-off. She goes back out off. there and finishes the suck-off, and that's what's really important is the love of the game. So she returns to the ring and the audience cheers. Don Head makes the introductions. In the middle of the ring, Cynthia says, I'm going to mess you up, and Tammy says, go for it. The girls get to work and start sucking their cocks. Their corners cheer accordingly. The announcer says, it looks like the tonsillectomy has paid off. It totally (laughs) cleared her throat. I don't know who he was talking about, but... One of them. It was great. Uh, Intense competition and hard work from the competitors. I forgot. I want to go back real quick to that pep talk in the alleyway. Okay. There's a paper in the trash, and the headline just says, nuclear war. <laughs> so it feels like there's something else very important going on outside of this that we're not privy to. 
I like the idea that this is all in the backdrop of like the final days of the Cold War when it yeah. became a nuclear sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a prequel to Cafe Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> now that I could get into. Yeah. I think we could work it out. If it it fits enough, I it think. It fits enough. People are performing sexually for uh Pleasure of all. Yes. That was, he was trying to recreate that after the blast. I think it works. And you know what? I bet Richard Belzer is in this crowd. <laughs> playing a little pocket pool up in the, up in the nosebleeds. Tammy finishes off her guy who pumps out a massive thick load all over her face. And sure enough, I looked it up and it was Peter North. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's just good casting. That's Yeah, that's great. That, that's very smart. The crowd cheers. The old ladies at home cheer. Don Head announces her as the winner, and the crowd continues to cheer. We freeze frame on her being carried and holding a bouquet of roses. Then we see the credits with outtakes on the side of the screen. A lot of people laughing and such. Yeah, they're having a good time making a fun movie. Yes, they are. So, that is Stiff Competition. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. uh, And uh, we'll be back to give our final thoughts on stiff competition. One, two, three, four. Come on. Harder. Two, three, four. Tammy, cocksucking is an art. To be a good cocksucker, you've got to size up your opponent. Study your victim. Know what he likes and learn what it takes. Let him know who's in control. Come on, champ. You're not working hard enough. You've got to pay the price. You've got to pay the price. Tammy, always remember the head, for it is the key to success. Remember the head, and you'll be a winner. All right, are you ready to talk about this uh, pre-apocalyptic thriller? Yeah, I would love to talk about this pre-apocalyptic thriller. <laughs> I thought this was a pretty wonderful film. From uh, start to finish, I was uh, highly entertained with it. I think as far as uh, kind of a sports and competition-based adult films, as far as what we've covered, I would say this is the uh, cream of the crop. It's definitely a better feature than uh, physical attraction and uh, I think compares well to body girls as well, even though... I don't think I was particularly a fan of that one either, looking back on it. But uh, I think this film has a strong premise, and I think, unlike those films, it exploits it a lot more and explores the uh, those the various angles right. of uh, that kind of competition, that competitive atmosphere. Uh, something in Body Girls that really bothered me was... Just the outright like amount of like cheating that was involved right. in the uh, overall competition i like to see that in this film in this universe that's kind of all done as like backroom dealings right uh, no one's directly blowing the judge while they have their bodybuilding competition right. uh, no one's really putting their finger on the scales in this one so yeah the the cheating gets called out and is ultimately not uh the reason for anybody winning yes exactly um so I thought that I, th- I really enjoyed the story to this one. I think it had a, a couple maybe confusing moments that didn't quite make sense, like that final pep talk. 
Right. But overall, I would say like the mix of uh, backroom dealings and intrigue and them just kind of exploring and flushing out this world of professional blowjobs. I thought they handled that pretty well. Yeah. Um, the cast I enjoyed as well. There's a good mix of uh, talented veterans and some uh, newcomers like uh, Gina Carrera. I think this was her first adult film. Oh, okay. Um, I think maybe she'd been in like a video or before this, but I think as far as like a feature, I think this is. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she handles herself pretty well. It does seem like she comes from like maybe uh, just like a more traditional acting background and just kind of wound up in porn. I could for see lack that. of work, but she handles herself well. I really think John Leslie uh, steals every scene he's in in this one. Same with Ron Jeremy. Uh, yeah. They're given a lot to work with, though, which I think really helps. I think the script is pretty nice. I think Paul Vitelli's direction on this is pretty good. I think the cinematography is solid. There's a lot of nice shot composition, like uh, the shot of Ron Jeremy and is it Herschel Savage or David Cannon, where he they kind of like both like jizz at the same time. I think it was uh, Herschel Savage. Okay, because yeah, patty cakes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. I think it was a really great directing choice to have the final facial of the film be delivered by uh, Peter North. Yeah. That's just smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned opening to Misty Beethoven, and I think that him and Radley Metzger do a couple of similar things as far as like filling a crowd, uh, really kind of building up the world that we're inhabiting in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the music, I think, for the most part, matches the mood of most of the scenes. Uh, it's I would describe it as fine. Yeah, it's largely synth-based. There's some pretty cool, like, upbeat, athletic-sounding stuff, but there's also just, you know, you know, just some fine stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I think altogether, you're looking at a uh, pretty great film here. At the end of the day, I would give it a uh, four and a half out of five. Um, I really feel as far as athletic space films, this one really goes for it more than in the others we've covered. It gives you, I think, what you want to see. And I think maybe probably even delivers more than what you expect. And I would say I, I strongly prefer this over something like Paul Vitelli's uh, Sorority Sweethearts is kind of plotless. Yeah. In a way, uh, like it's just like, sex strung together and this does a similar thing but there's definitely a lot more to it even if there isn't like a ton of what you might call like character development i think there's a very strong like i said a premise to it that's executed well uh everybody does some pretty great work for the most part yep four and a half that's that's it for me okay well, I uh, I also like this film. I think that it's uh, it's a fun concept. Um, I feel like if this had come a little bit earlier, maybe it could have gotten a few contemporary sequels, and like yeah. maybe uh, they could have taken this idea further into the extreme, which I think there was a lot of uh, potential for. Yeah, if they started it like in the seventies, like Rocky, they really could have milked it through the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, at least like a pretty peaches or something. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, alas, this was like at the tail end of the feature film uh, shot on film era. Yeah, but so it, um, but it's a it, good representation of that era, though I think. Yeah, I think it is. It's not the most elaborate film, but what it does do is it takes a lot of uh, very accomplished talent and puts them together in good enough situations. <laughs> Um, and, you know, again, the, the overall premise, the whole blowjob competition thing is a lot of fun. I do like the trend in porn films of, like, normalizing sexual deviancy in various ways, like blowjob competitions mm-hmm. or, you know, the whole Misty Beethoven, you know. The Goldenrod Girl. The Goldenrod Girl. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I would say that the sex is very... It's it's good. It's good in this film. Um, even though it's themed around blowjob competitions and it's fairly blowjob heavy, there's still some good uh, PNV, yeah. PNA, and everything else. Yeah, there's some good dirty talk. I feel like yeah. it's a nice mix of stuff. It's a nice mix of stuff. Um, it's a nice frothy mix. I guess... I have trouble putting my finger on it. I feel like I like it a little bit less than you do. That's okay. But I'm trying to figure out what it is about it, and I think it might just be that, like, I didn't really connect with any of the characters in it. Yeah, that's un- yeah. they're not super well-developed. I think they're fun enough for what the film is. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, they're fine. Yeah, they're, I, like and, Jake, I like Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake is fun. And I mean, Don Head is funny, yeah. and I think the problem is that the the way that it's scripted, uh-huh. there's not a lot of opportunities in the film to like empathize with Tammy the Tongue. I guess. Sure, I could see that being a, a like. There's all the only time in the film that she feels like bad is like at the very end of the film, and then she gets a very confusing pep talk <laughs> and <laughs> is fired up and goes Emotions. out. There was a war on. Emotions were running high. <laughs> they knew they were in the last days. Yeah. It didn't have to make sense. Things just had to happen. But, uh, I mean, I still do think that it's a really fun film. I think that it is a good representation of uh, this era of filmmaking. It's before the budget's got, like, cut to the ground. Mm-hmm. But it's also a bit past, like, the biggest budget era. Right. Um, but we've got a lot of talented people working together on this, and they made a really good film. I would give it four stars. Excellent. Well, I think that uh, we're more or less in accord. All right. Well, we'll here. we'll tie it up. Tie it up and toss it, put it in a sack. Put it in a sack. Um, listeners, if you would like to get into our sack, um, you can follow us on instagram and twitter at raincoat report yep if you would like to support us uh financially you can do so at patreon.com slash raincoat report uh five dollars a month gets you uh, two extra episodes early access to every episode and uh they're ad free so you don't have to hear that ad that that uh, one short ad that one short ad that (laughs) annoys you every time you got to put the ad in more you gotta like throw it in in like the middle of a sentence and really frustrate someone i feel like that was that 
I could put two ads in our episodes. You gotta poke them. You gotta prod them. <sighs> Don't do it. No, it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> and we've only got the one sponsor anyway. If we had multiple sponsors, then I would consider putting... I would definitely put multiple ads in the episode, but, you know. Well, if you don't got ads, at least you got your raincoat. Yeah. Uh, mm. Don't forget your raincoat. I already said that, kind of. Yeah. Good night. Good <laughs> night.